Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. This is going to be a tremendous show once again. And 1863, the Civil War was over. In 1865, Congress designated freedom of the freedmen. In 1907, the Indian Territory became a state, Oklahoma. And 1921, what they called the pale face destroyed Tulsa, what is now known as the Black Wall Street. And we dedicate this particular show to, oh man, we got a lot of people, but we'll talk about a few. Well, first, Miss Rosalind. Her daughter's on the line with us on the phone call. And then we're Mal Malcolm Little X. We celebrate his birthday, which was on May the 19th. All right. Then we had Anna Mae Burlock. Her birthday was in November of 1939. You know her as Tina Turner. And who can we ever forget that Denzel Washington and what's that lady, Angela Bassett played Our Lady that just passed this past Tuesday. We're talking about Tina Turner. Now, we got a show planned for you, and we're just going to open up the doors. Now, we wish since what we're going to talk about Oklahoma, they sent some of them oil wells up here. That's open Kansas City, and also in uh, St. Louis and Ferguson. Do we have our guest today? She's here. Is she there? Hi. Is that Miss um, Melissa? Yes. Hello. How are you doing, ma'am? I am good. How are you? All right. I forgot your mother's uh, maiden name, but we're dedicating this show also to her memory. Absolutely. Rosalind Brown King. I don't know why I could forget that. And I <laughs> okay. And how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about you? Okay, well, I've been waiting for this and what's going to happen. And first, tell the people who you are and what you do. And you got the distinction of being the most powerful, I don't know, should we say Cherokee? Should we say Creek? Should we say Freeman? Or should we just say Melissa? It's up to you. It doesn't bother me either. Those titles would fit. I don't, I mean... The most powerful i'm grateful to hear that uh, that was a first but <laughs> um i am i am cherokee i am creek but i am i am registered as a cherokee freedman so mixed up well, with a little bit of everything so okay tell the people about what you do now and how you got all those different names uh mixed blood mixed names or what have you Okay, so my name is Melissa Payne, and um, I'm the community liaison for Cherokee Nation. Um, what I do is I assist individuals um, that don't really know what's going on with the nation, and they need some assistance or help. I kind of, I'm that middle person, so I assist them with direction. I connect them with different departments wherever they may be needing assistance, and I help them with guidance. And then, and in the meantime, I work with Cherokee Nation by helping him understanding the culture and the reasoning of um, why it's so complicated to get uh, Freeman descendants involved and 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 doing more things with the nation. So I'm that middle person. Um, I do a lot uh, from, like I said sharing information, getting them where they need to be, and then talking with um, 
Cherokee Nation with some of the needs for the freedmen and what we can be doing to assist the descendants, should I say, because we we're no longer freedmen because we weren't we weren't the ones enslaved. Our ancestors were. So we're descendants of freedmen. So let me correct that descendants. And that's now, a little bit of what I do. Go ahead. Okay, no, you they can, also had an election, didn't they? Yes. So the election, the election, they, today they were, you were able to vote early. It was a voting early. And then next week is actually the, next Saturday is the election date. So it's the last time to vote. We, um, you, absentee ballots, you can't request them anymore. But if you got them, you have till next Saturday by noon to get those in. And are you asking me who 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 I would prefer them vote for, or what are you asking me about the election? I haven't put you in no politics yet. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. I was going to say that. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, is the Cherokee capital. Yes. And going back to state capital years ago, Muskogee was the capital of Oklahoma City, but not anymore. It's Oklahoma, I mean, of Oklahoma, but now it's Oklahoma. So we just want to get the people, a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people are mixed blood. A lot of people uh, are really don't know who they are or what they are. Now, we got relatives in all, all of them, the Creek Nation. How many uh, freemen would you say there are in Oklahoma? At this time. In Oklahoma, there's thousands, and I couldn't give you an exact number because I don't want to be incorrect, but there's thousands of um, freedmen, Cherokee freedmen in general. There's a lot of us enrolled now, and and we have equality, so there's a lot of Cherokee freedmen. And I would like to bounce off of what you said, where a lot of us don't know. We don't know um, who we are, what we are. That, that statement is so true. We, a lot of us don't know who we are or where to start. And that's one of my passions. It's something that I've took time to do is get to know who I am. So it goes a little deeper than just being a descendant of Freeman, but literally who am I and, and what was my purpose? And so today I'll share a little bit about that with you if you'd like to know, but that's why I do what I do. I'm an advocate naturally. Share it with us. All right. All right. So who so who am I? It went deep. It went really deep for me. Um, that question came to me after losing my mother, actually, and that was in 2020. So you would think, gosh, of course, you know who you are. But for me, it was no, really, who am I? Because we were born with our religions. We were born as a race. We were born into our name. We were born into our society and so here we are born into the way we should be and we lose who we truly are in the programming of what we should be and we find ourselves accommodating others and trying to be people pleasers etc and so that question came about who am I no seriously who am I I can say Melissa Payne but it's a little deeper than that and so I took the time to sit with myself and go within and ask those questions because I lost someone that was so great to me and to help me cope with that loss that's where it started I would not have ever imagined myself being the community liaison for Cherokee Nation but I realized it, it's my purpose, it's my calling, it's what I'm supposed to be doing, and I love thriving in that and assisting others with who are you. So I've had um, an elderly lady come to me and ask me, how do I identify? And I, I identify as Afro-Indigenous because I've learned a little bit more about my culture and before, I, before recognizing myself as Cherokee freedmen descent, I was already, I was already Indigenous because when we come from way back when we were indigenous. And if you look into what is indigenous, it is being connected with the earth, with nature. And so I've always been an indigenous person. And then as I grew a little older, my mother taught me and fought hard for the rights for the freedmen descendants due to the 1860 treaty, which we know they didn't want to honor. So that was a battle. And we finally got granted, finally, in 2017, the citizenship by going to court, et cetera. But with all due respect, I'm grateful for all of my, my citizenship and being a Cherokee freedman, but it's much greater than that. And, and with the calling and with me being able to do what I do, I love helping individuals figure out who they truly are and start a healing process from there and then learn a little bit more about their heritage in all aspects. You know, you, 
know you Oklahoma, but also travels places in Kansas, like Wichita, I guess wherever Freeman might be, or people of Cherokee descent, or people from uh, black descent, we might say, say, say an African American, uh, yes. all over the place. Yes, I've been to Washington, I'll be going to Albuquerque, I'll be in Georgia, we'll be in Atlanta uh, next month, and so Cherokee Nation takes the time to go out to the communities in all different locations. I've been to LA, we went to Kansas, um, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth, I mean, we go everywhere, um, and it's beautiful that Cherokee Nation does this. I don't know of the other nations doing it, but Cherokee Nation cares about their people, so they take the time to go out to all communities and we always send the robocall so that they know we're coming to town so they can come and learn more about Cherokee heritage and what's going on with the nation. And um, we pull, we, you know, I get to meet a lot of freedmen, freedmen descent, and it's a beautiful thing to do. Get to talk to them, share my information, and if they ever need any assistance with anything, I'm able to direct them. Well, the people who might not know, what advantages do a people incur by being a freedman? Um, by being a free, if you're a freeman descent, and this is, I can't speak for every tribe, so particularly Cherokee, um, you are treated, you're a citizen. And so freedmen are not, you're treated as a citizen. So the different benefits that you get, it's from health care. It goes from health care to assistance with, um, getting your kids, getting assistance with their school clothes, um, from housing, a little bit of everything. Um, they just assist you with your daily needs because they care about their people. So if you're a Freeman descent, you and you are registered as a Cherokee citizen, you have access to all of those things, different funding programs, different, um, they've got commodities that they give out, food, you know, it's a lot of, lot of benefits from the nation. You know, some of your relatives have, uh, because of the, being a descendant and being a Freeman, they have been able to gain land and to build a home. Absolutely. Yes. How did this come about and what does this entail? So what you have to do is there is a waiting list because there's a lot of people that would like a home. So you get on there and and they have income base. So how, how are they helping you? If you make $100,000, then they're not going to put you at the front of the line and say, let's get them a home. But for those that are in need and they need assistance, they do help them. You would you would apply for home assistance, and then um, you would be on a waiting list until it was one that was available, and then they would put you in a home. You do make payments. It's not a free home, but it's a reasonable home, and they work with you and they assist you so that you do have that for your family. How much land? How much land? I'm not sure. I, I don't have the details on how much land um, you would receive. So it just it would depend because they would it would. Now they're building homes and locations, and it'll be like a few homes in that same area. You know, little communities. So I'm not certain how much land is on each uh, property or each um, housing. Okay, your home base is where. I live in Muskogee, Oklahoma, so I don't have the access to getting all of the assistance because if you're at large, there's some things you won't qualify for. If you're on another in, another territory, for instance, I'm on Creek territory, and so Cherokee Nation don't have full access to just do as they please here, so there's some limits. But being native, you can always go to the Creek, and if they're first going to take care of their people, but if they have funding left over, they sometimes will assist you. Well, I know we have in both areas, but what's the distinction between Creek and Cherokee, in your opinion? Well, right now, Creek, the Creek still does not acknowledge their freedmen. So if you're a freedman descent um, and you're Creek, you're not getting any of those benefits that I just shared with you. Um, but the Cherokee Nation has honored their promise and and kept the you know doing what they're supposed to with the treaty and giving us citizenship so that's a major difference in itself other than that it's i mean it's, it's different tribes creek is one tribe and cherokee's another you've got osage and you've got um choctaw and you've got chickasaw and you've got seminole 
So you've got different tribes. And back when, they used to fight one another for territory, et cetera. So um, now, we, you know, we get along, but it's just different tribes. So different systems, different things. And I can't tell you too much about Creek because I haven't studied all of the Creek since I went with Cherokee. But you do remember and recognize and know Marilyn Van. Absolutely. Absolutely. She Maryland has a connection with uh, the Cherokee Nation also. Say that Maryland again. Has... Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Maryland has uh, uh, what we call it. She has, uh, I forget her position with the Cherokee Nation. Um, she works, I believe, with the climate, but Marilyn Van has done a lot for um, the Freeman descent. She was she was the individual that fought all the way until we got our citizenship. And my mother was alongside of her going back and forth to D.C. while we were fighting for our rights. So Marilyn Van does a lot for the nation and she does a lot for the Freeman descent. But she also has a position with Cherokee Nation. Well, Anytime you got one five civilized tribes. Name the one. You were cutting out on me. You said name the one. Uh, okay, the, the five civilized tribes. Just rename them. You did name okay. them. Okay. It's Seminole. Well, we're going to start with Cherokee, Seminole, Chickasaw, Choctaw, and Osage. Okay. okay. And um, you also are very cognizant of the museum there in uh, Muskogee, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's not in Muskogee. The museum, I was a part of the committee. So I do have a few different titles, but I was a part of the committee, um, a team that we got together that were Freedmen Descent. And with our chief Hopkins, he wanted to honor the history, the true, real history of our of our ancestors. Um, and so what they did is they did a call for art. And when they did a call for art, we were able to get stories from the Freeman descent, right from their mouths, the, the papers, the articles, the things that they had about their family and what they endured and the true history about them. And so with that, we took it and the team we all work together and they, 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 they build an exhibit. They got an exhibit in the uh, Cherokee Freeman History Museum. I mean, not Cherokee Freeman, but Cherokee History Museum. And it's an exhibit for the Cherokee Freeman and it's called We Are Cherokee, a beautiful exhibit. So it's our history and it goes way back. It shows where they sold our ancestors. Uh, it, it shows so much. And so it's a, it's a moving, it's, it was almost, it brought me to tears when I walked inside because we did a lot of it over Zoom and then and then getting it together and then actually getting to walk in and see it set up. It was a beautiful movement because you've seen what really happened and what our ancestors endured. But this museum is located in Tahlequah at their historic museum, and it's an exhibit that's in there. It will be up until the end of June. And then they're working on doing um, traveling with the exhibit, so making it a portable, or should I say, and it's still a working progress, but we want to be able to take it to other locations so that they can see a little bit of the history. So it, and it's moving, it's moving. Like I said, it, it goes from selling um, slaves to showing them um, dancing and celebrating after freedom. It, it shows so much. It's stories from um, individuals that family endured certain things. So it's, it's very moving. And I was grateful to be a part of that exhibit. We have the event coming up called the Salus, uh, not the Salus, yeah, the Salus reunion that's going to take place on the Black Wall Street or in that area in the Cherokee Nation in Freeman. Could you kind of tell us, our uh, people, that maybe we can enhance the visitors and the tourists to come there? Oh, so, so what we so what we've done is um, Cherokee Nation being the great nation that they are. I um, spoke with them about the Freedmen, and we're and we're doing a Freedmen reunion. Um, it's a Salas Freedmen reunion. That's a look. That's my family, the Salas. So we started there, and, and hopefully we'll be able to 
continue this reunion base so that we can get our people together and get comfortable and get to know themselves a little bit more in their environment and then have our Cherokee um, family come join us at these events so that they can kind of understand our culture and we can intertwine and learn from one another. So it's just a healing process from all of the things that we've endured throughout this time. So this reunion that's going to be taking place, um, it will be at the Hard Rock, but then the picnic will be over by Wall, um, Wall Street. It'll be at Guthrie Park. And so you'll be able to just go ahead and walk and look at the museums and all of those things on, on you know, that historic location as well. Now, and that well, takes place July 21st. July 21st. Okay. You you asked uh, you answered questions why I asked. <laughs> uh, and I'm part of the Salas uh, family. And, yes. Yes. Uh, and we, this is uh, something that's been going on for quite some time. We have right there in Fort Gibson where they have a cemetery by a cousin of our George Nero, and they got cousins and different relatives buried next to one another, but they have <laughs> of the name of Salas. But they all <laughs> Yes, yes. My father is actually at that cemetery, Four Mile Branch Cemetery. Right. Yes. And our cousin from it's Yes, it's a lot of treatment that's out in Four Mile Branch. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, uh, Melissa, that's... Uh, that is... Yes, the church right there on Four Mile Branch, right up on the hill. Right. I was born, I was born and raised out there on Four Mile Road, so I used to attend that church. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to couple of things. Uh, I had a United Associated and and I think I might have asked you before, but I will read, I'll ask you again. We would like for you to become a member of the at large uh, of the organization and represent the honorable state of Oklahoma. And what that does by being, uh, you have the, you are the liaison between Yuma, our acronym, uh, with the Broadcasters Association, the uh, Tribe or the Press Association, and then we want to have them encourage to get more people to uh, establish our mom, like our youth chapter, like you got Northeastern down there, you got, uh, I can't think of them a lot of my relatives went down there. What's the, the Black University in uh, Oklahoma? Langston I, University. Which Langston, one? Langston University. Yeah, Lance, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> but you got people all over uh, at the different uh, universities in Oklahoma. Uh, just like I had spoken with the young lady, I think she's in the on the public relations side of the uh, Cherokee Nation. I think her name is, uh, I can't think of her name right now, but she is a graduate of uh, Oklahoma State Stillwater. Okay. Okay. But I'm just saying, we will court you and recruit you for several things, but we want you to become one of our at-large members for the representing the state of Oklahoma. That's a that's a beautiful request, <laughs> and I and I'm honored to to visit. Do I, I would love to do it if I if I can absolutely be efficient with it. I would want to be able to do 
do what you would need of me. So we will discuss that more. You will have to give me the call and we'll talk about what the requirements would be so that I know that I'd be able to do do my, do what you ask of me and do it well. Because I, I do a lot, as you said earlier, with all the traveling and, <laughs> and all the different well, boards I'm on. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sitting here and I got to beat moving and then the you qualify. <laughs> Thank you. And we got discussion recognition uh, already. Uh, we'll submit your name with all the things you're involved in. We have a time well spent special recognition. But we had it back in December. It might be December this year. was held in Kansas City. As a matter of fact, the co-host, our folks, he represents St. Louis and Ferguson. He will be one of the person recommended for the time well spent where we uh, really let the people know what you've done. And we just, we have them not only from Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, whatever, but different parts of the country. A lot of them we have people that have worked with us. So it's an honor just to be surrounded because your mother did come to Kansas City when I set up the first thing with the uh, Freedmen, the Indians, and we have that that's been going on. It used to go on every since. Every since we used to have different people from all over the nation to come to our city to do this special thing in November for the special and the honor of uh, Freedmen and people of Indian descent. Yes. Yes, I, and and I, and that had to be amazing to have her in your presence. My mother, as I always say to people, that's like, oh, so you're filling your mother's shoes. I'm like, I don't know that I can fill her shoes, but I'm going to be the best version of myself I can possibly be for the people. <laughs> so my mother was an amazing being, and she did a lot. She did a lot. And then you got the uh, uncle who's married to uh, Eliza. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Tony. And yes. She had him working in the, the hayfield today. He got, <laughs> <laughs> and they got, they got uh, 200 acres of hay, which they sell, or straw, whatever you want to call it, that they sell each year. Yes. Um, and. Uh, speaking of my uncle Tony, Tony King, um, Cherokee Nation did a warrior event. They have a warrior event that they do and they honor their veterans. And they took him and his beautiful wife, my aunt um, Liza, to Washington D.C. and they they paid their way for the flight. They gave them fund. They gave them a beautiful jacket honoring them. They they gave them so much. They paid for their rooms. And I mean, they just spoiled them rotten. I've, every time I see my uncle, he's talking about how great the nation treated him. So they do a lot of beautiful things for their people. I just wanted to say well, that well, again. Where was the ceremony held? It was, it was in D.C. We we were at the, ooh, let me say that. It's the, mm, I'll mess it up. But we're at a museum, and they had there's a different place. So they had so many things going on. It's called Cherokee Bay. So every year we go down to we go to DC anyways, and then they have a warrior um, event where they recognize their veterans. But it was the I will say the wrong name. It's the um, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong. I'm not doing it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Say that again. I said, as modest as Elijah, Tony, and the kids are, they have never mentioned that to me about the <laughs> celebration. It just happened not too long ago. Yes, they went, what, it was two months ago? Has it even been two months? We were in Washington, D.C. It was in April. Oh, oh that just happened, didn't it? That just happened. Yes. We have an uh, hour on the phone and also, and they might, I know they're inquisitive. Uh, they might, I know they want to ask you some questions, so feel free, hour. Well, well, you see, it's kind of hard because they are more than one of me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, listen, uh, 
written to the program, and uh, you have done quite a bit of history 
to take it on, you know, and I know especially in the black community, um, one of the problems that we have is that, uh, you know, so much, uh, we have business owners, you know, in, in, in the chamber we have that, you know, our members having, having you know, 20 businesses, uh, having you know, 80 businesses, uh, and the kids come along and they will not want to be involved, no, she's from a fashion. They're just thinking it's a little bit of next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. You know, and, and therefore, it kind of, things that dies off, but passed and fades away, I think that word, you know, a fades away. And, and it's always a loss, okay, to the community as a whole. Right. It is. Because it is. Because one of the things I think you will have to agree is that, uh, I know you know you understand this that we all are community, and it's said you take a village to raise a raise a child. You know well. Right now, when someone doesn't step up, when their family member that person was before, that leaves a void in that community. Absolutely, and and then there's another scar, and and right. and so with with that being said. Um, I, I must say, when my mom passed away, I, I, I took on her nonprofit organization, Project A Association, and we assist um, individuals with that. And it's a community, it's, it, we assist the community. So I was doing that previously before I took the position as the liaison. And Project A works with Cherokee Nation. It's um, one of their, Cherokee Nation has a, a, commu- a CCO, which is Community Outreach. and and they work with different nonprofits to help the community. And so I've always worked with the nation, but I said, you know, I'm not my mom. I don't know that I could handle all that. And I did, I was a hairstylist. I did a lot of things previously. So mm-hmm. everything shifted for me and I fought it actually for a couple of years. And, and I, I remember speaking with the chief about some of my concerns about North Tulsa when, when they were, they were visiting the thought of taking North Point and turning it into a justice system and, and and it hit me it hit me away it bothered me and and i and i said a justice system in north tulsa where the people look like me and and a justice system is the first thing you want to give them where's the hospitals where's the mental health facilities where's those things that we need to heal and help us be a better person what do you mean a justice system and i i, I wrote down how i felt at that moment and i'll never forget i went before the chief and i thought i was i, I thought i was going to really upset him but i had to speak my truth and so I spoke with them about some of my concerns about our people. Um, and as and when I say our people, I'm talking about the free well, no, no, the no, black no, people. I, know, the, I, know, I think this is the space for that. And, I, and that's what, what I like the most, okay, that, uh, you know, in listening to you, when you say our people, you really mean our people. Yes. Because, you know, you know that's the job of identifying our people. Matter of fact, I was about to ask you the question about the chief in the structure, okay, of which all the things that you're doing would be actually fit into. That was my question I was gonna answer and you just went right to that. <laughs> yes. Well when I when I delivered this message to our chief, um mm-hmm. I, I I respect him so much because of his response and he, he genuinely apologized for that move of, of considering making North Point a justice system. And he said, there's no buts, there's no ands, ifs or buts. I, I am sorry. And and what he was what he was visiting is doing something that he always said we shouldn't do. He said, I should have reached out to the community and asked them what they needed and what they wanted. And he pulled out of that. He pulled out of that immediately. And he respected um, everything I shared with him because I went really deep. I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. I talked about how we're judged and how they didn't want us in the nation. They didn't want us to be a part because they feel like we just want. We're always asking for something. You can't satisfy them. The black on black crimes. And I went in debt when I spoke with him. I talked about what we endured in slavery and how they taught our people to fight one another. So that's embedded in us. People fail to realize how DNA works, but that those things that mental slavery, mental slavery, it it's still happening today. I'm alive and well. 
Yes. And so I expressed that to our chief and, and that was the moment of him saying, and, and he, had, he mentioned it previously a long time. And I, and I said, I, I don't want to be the liaison, but at that moment, he said, you know, you're all, you're always in this office and you're talking about the community. You want change. He said, you're already doing it. And, and I was like, I am. So that's when I decided, you know what, I'll take the position because I did say at the end of my, the end of my long note that I wrote down to read to him, because I didn't want to forget anything I was feeling. <laughs> I said, I want, I was, I said, I'm not the one to complain without a solution. And with that being said, I'm willing to do more. And so I, that's why I took this position. Cause like I said, I've always been an advocate, um, from day one. And I used to work with individuals that were disabled that, that, that couldn't speak for themselves. I always advocated for those individuals. So this is, I'm passionate about this and I truly want equality for all, for all. And um, with that being said, I, it's, I'm honored to take the position and move forward and do what I do. And I mentioned it a little bit previously about how we were brought into this world and we were taught to be a certain way. And I've yeah. taken the time to unlearn a lot of things <laughs> that I was told and ask myself important questions like, is this how I feel or is this what I was taught to feel? And I think a lot of individuals need to take the time and do that. It's, it's a start it's a start with healing, getting to know who you, you know, truly are. You know, you know, one of the things over here, I really have three questions, uh, you know, that's, and I think each one, with the thing I like about you, okay, uh, I feel your spirit, that you are, that you are, you are, you are a thinker, and not only are you a thinker, you're also a wordsmith, that you can put your thoughts to paper, and I think that's one of the main problems that a lot of people have, and from, from generations up, because we as a people, and I said we as a people, those black as a people, uh, since, since we came to this country, well, I, well, I, I have a background in, uh, from Louisiana, you know, I have you know, a background similar, but what I was saying, that the problem that, that, that we, we were diseducated in the process of being, our country being stolen from us, and, and, mm -hmm. And, and the problem that really was since the beginning of time when whites got here was uh, we were not taught how we had ideas and we would go to somebody and ask them, explain them to somebody and they would take our idea because Absolutely. we didn't know how to, write, how to write it down. Okay? Absolutely. You know, and then they explain it in such a way, you know, well, like, like you know, like, you know, well, this is what I want to do here. And, and uh, I was writing a program recently, as someone stole the person's program, no, the, the script for, for, for a TV show, and just ran with it, made money off of it. Well, that's how uh, our people have been, have been uh, disenfranchised over time, that uh, no one, uh, we don't, and we're not taught how to write it down. And well, then, well, well, you know, they didn't even let us, they wouldn't let you learn how to read back when they took all the ideas from our ancestors and made millions and even the part where we fight for our rights and we fought for our yeah. citizenship for the the freedmen or even just being a um being freed of enslavement you fought we fought so hard and then you fight for all of those things and then they ask you questions like what makes you feel like you deserve to be this and i'm like all of what you have come from my ancestors what do you mean well, there's a book, there's a book, okay, that I read years ago, and it, it, was, it was out of print. It may come back to me. It's called uh, 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 the Community of Self. You know, I what the name of the book, mm -hmm. and, it, and it and it told about how uh, how the Indians uh, were really disenfranchised. How they would take the chief's kids and send them to a university, and 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 deprogram them not to uh, speak uh, speak in their, in, their form, in their languages they were raised to be, but to speak in, you know, in another language, okay? What they call it America, I guess what, yeah, but, but, not, but not to communicate how we were raised as individuals from our generational, who we, who we were, and how to become somebody else. But it's in that, how you, I can't, I don't really synthesize, uh, you know, um, brainwashed you. I could better description. I want to yes. use that word. Yes. But, uh, that's where it comes to man. Okay, it has to be somebody all together entirely, and not think like you, like your instincts, where you, who you really are. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's uh, where we now, uh, I know in the black community, uh, we not, we, uh, here in St. Louis, I can give you a good example, and it's like in most black communities now, I'm in this best, that uh, we have a proliferation of guns now that have been poured into our communities. And, un- and, uh, and fortunate or unfortunate, how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. we cannot afford to make, we do not make guns. Okay. Right. We do not. I do not know one black gun dealer. Okay, myself. But in all of our neighborhoods, you no know, guns are there. And what they what they what they have done is that no one wants to discuss how how is destroying our communities. Absolutely, and 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 that's a part of the plan. We know that we know that yeah. they wanted to divide the families of the black and the black women and the black men so yes. that they could instill fear, so that they could get some control, and so that they could yes. continue to do what they've been doing, so that they have power over you. That's that superior. That's that. Yes. Uh, that's what we've endured from from way back. You know, our ancestors dealt with it far more than us, but here we still deal with it. We still deal yeah, with yeah. it. But what, when, listen, one of the things, okay, I can't see if this is good or bad, okay, but in, 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 in the last 30 years or 40 years, I would say, that you have now more um, black interracial marriages now than ever before. <laughs> and, and one of the other things now that in the universities, okay, you have more white young ladies or black uh, or white men uh, getting together with black, black women or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And they're creating, and they're creating kids. Yes. And so, and so now, okay, it's now become an issue you know, that no one had planned before. Okay, you know, for us to come together in this, in this way, and it's, it's being, it's highlighting now. Okay, the, you know, the, the wrong before, whereas in the case of a, a, a I guess it's one of the first things that, that brought it to people's attention. You know, there's a movie that. I'm going to remember right away because the show said it. So, I guess it was coming to dinner in the court eight years ago. And they told then, okay, about what, how um, we saw the movie before. But whereas, you know, this white young lady, you know, about this, uh, was married, this, this professor, and he had never met the family before. And he was coming home for dinner before they traveled abroad, right before they got married. And they never did tell me of the family before that he was black, you know, wow. until, he got, until he got there for dinner. And he came one of the guests of the movie, like the NCHO show guests coming to Kansas City. This is actually a spin-off from, from guests who's you know, coming to get dinner where, where well, they- Let me interrupt you too. That was uh, Dean Ross was in the Johnson administration. And it was uh, Dean Ross's daughter that was Caucasian, European, what do you want to call her? And she was in love with the guy that worked there and he was black. So based on this truism, the book, then they made the movie out of uh, our boy gets passed away, uh, not too long. Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier. You had uh, Catherine, uh, what was her name? Catherine, Catherine Heffern. Spencer Tracy. I didn't know the daughter that played the daughter in that. But the Captain Harris was Captain Smith's Tracy. Yeah. Well, see, what happened, they take a lot of things like that, and they write a book, they make a movie, and it's a truism, but it was Dean Rose. He was a friend at first. Yeah. If Johnson found out, uh, Johnson one time, they put a deal in that they didn't want to sell the homes of black folks, okay? But he changed and the civil rights. But what happened, she fell in love with them and uh, her father was well to do. I I, I don't know where, but they own a big horse ranch. So they went on marriage back. Probably probably in Dallas. Just passed away probably uh, a few years ago, the one that she married. Mm. Well, uh, so, so really, Angie, what I was saying, what I was saying, Melissa, is now that 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 uh, that the, the interracial marriages are taking place now, and, and 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 I think right now, what is happening, okay, 
but whereas the Indians and all of us okay were fearful for us being uh being no being fading away now but we see the white generation now okay I see them now can become in the minority as if we can't become interracial now more than ever before. And yes. so 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 the children who are being born now and they're asking questions more so than ever before. And I think one of the things I want to get a little bit here about that is going especially where they do not want the books that the history to be told about, you know, your, your history of who you are. No, they're, they're, they don't want it to be told because now they have to face the truth of what was done to yes. us. <laughs> and yeah. they don't want and but but what they fail to realize, and, and this is me personally, I don't, for individuals that have, are of a different race, it doesn't bother me at all. I love them as I would love anyone. I, I, I have yeah. not a part of me that, that, that despised them because of what happened to my ancestors in the past. I understand that they didn't do it, but there is, they have to take responsibility or at least own the fact that it did happen. You can't erase history and it's not okay to act like it didn't happen because you're embarrassed of what your ancestors did. So face it and just confront the part where it wasn't right, it shouldn't have happened, but this is what happened so that it's not repeated and so that we can heal from it and move forward. Well, you know, like, one of the things, I'm going to say this right because I'm going to share it, okay? One of the problems, okay, here in St. Louis, we are deeply divided city. And, and, and being a deeply divided city, our main problem is that nobody in St. Louis, the white population, do not want to say, I'm sorry, or I made a mistake. Apologize and, and move on. Yeah. Because unless, unless you at some point apologize, and all everybody's everything is forgiven, you know. Yes. Let's go forward. Yes. So you've got a lot of people that are not willing to do that, but you, but we do have some that are willing, and and I'm yes, and I appreciate yes. those that are making those changes that are needed today. Yeah, That's because in my case, mm-hmm. yes, they yes, said yes, you know, yes, no, yes, no, yes, and I never saw you before, okay? But I, I pretty much know. That, that people who have problems to figure out your whole nationality, your whole background, who you are. Yeah, they, they would. I'm a, it's, I'm a bit different. And you know you can get on, yeah, if you haven't seen an image of me, it's just Google me under Cherokee Nation, Melissa Payne Cherokee Nation. You'll see all the articles, pictures, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, okay, but I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm saying, okay, is that it's like, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this, okay? In the Missoula Chamber of Commerce, this past week, okay, uh, we had two of our members of uh, their wives, you know, their, their wives who was in Florida doing it, doing it with them just for their businesses. And they were actually stopped by the uh, authorities and asked and was about to, okay, lock them up. Or they thought they were immigrants because they were women who looked like the black women, okay, the American women who didn't who, who looked like they could have been from another from, from, from you know, Mexico or someplace else. Yeah. And just because they look like you know that, uh, I'm telling people myself, okay, and my members be leery about going to Florida, okay, because right now. Right now, you know, if you're a black female or you're a black a female, okay, and we, we all come in all different lookalikes, okay, yes, so we black. Five and minutes, Mr. Uh, Ira. Okay, thank you. I'm saying this guy. And, and I'm saying that's something I'm quite you had the same problem if you went to Florida. Florida. Uh, discouraging black folks to go to Florida. And, 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 and this is one of the reasons, you know, why. But anyway, I'm shut up right now, and uh, I'm looking forward to have you on my own program, and we can talk in detail. How much time, how much time do you say we got? Yeah, four minutes. This show keep track, but we'll check him out, and it's clock. But anyway, well, I got mine too. Okay. <laughs> both of you, uh, that uh, I'm going to recommend as chairman of the United Minority Media Association. It's in Kansas City, probably in December, but for time well spent, because both of you have contributed so much to helping all can. But then you mentioned requests earlier, 
And then I'd ask Melissa, I have a special request for myself that she's supposed to check in for me. I can tell you what <laughs> it's going to get it. Well, when she's laughing, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got an idea. I see what it might be. Yes, indeed. Still haven't, still haven't located that. Okay, you're right. I was right. I was right, Melissa. <laughs> I, just, I didn't hear that laugh. Still a work in progress. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, what are your clothes? How can you be reaching? We're encouraging people to. Uh, <laughs> a reunion, but what are some closing words as a request that how you can be reached if you want to be reached and different things you you might want to say to our listeners. And then be sure that you and I are hook up so you can get a copy of this show and you'll have that to take wherever. Absolutely. Thank you. So real quick, just to wrap up this um, show, I would like to say that learning more about my ancestors and what I've endured, the Cherokee have so, the natives have so much in common with the black African people that I say, I learned so much and we have so much in common. So it's beautiful learning about the heritage of the Cherokee. And for those individuals that need to reach me, um, if they have any concerns or they're Freeman descent and they need information, um, you can email me at Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Dash Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, at Cherokee.org. And or you can reach me by 918-316-1720. I will try to assist you the best way I possibly can if you have questions or some things you need assistance with. All right. Oh, well, I'm sorry. My name is Ira, folks. With the, uh, See you on the Music Match Young Comrades, and I'm, uh, uh, I guess right now, I'm a, he made me a picture of his co-host of this program. Guess we come to Kansas City, and uh, in this program, what we try to do is uh, bring information to, to the community that you normally can't get in your place else about who we are and what we're currently doing. And EMC is already uh, the ambassador for Kansas City. And this show is telling some things, but he's doing coming to Kansas City, and I've been having to be a part. Our folks at Yahoo.com. That's I-R-A-F-O-W-L-K-E-S at Yahoo.com. Okay. Or you can find me us at lunch with the Missouri Latino Congress on Google that on our information. We have our program there. Okay, my name is M.C. Richardson. I'm the chairman, CEO of the United North Media Association. We're celebrating 50 years, and we want to, uh, we serve the Midwest, Southeast region, 27 states, but not limited to, but we really appreciate this. And Melissa, I plan, and I'm counting the days, and I'm selling the pop bottles to get there and to get a whip bump or whatever, and we will be there and trying to get encouraged other people. If somebody else want to attend that special uh, reunion, how might they do so, Melissa? Um, you have Liza's contact information. They can reach out to her, and she will give them the detailed information on it. I put her in charge. <laughs> You're right now. You're we have the time. Uh, you listen to uh, um, with your founder and uh, originator, Mr. M.C. Richardson. Our guest today is uh, Ms., uh, uh, Melissa Payne of Cherokee Nation. Uh, anyway, information person, we have Scott Owen, uh, President and General Manager of the Registration. My name is Ira Folks, and we always say life is good, and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>